Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm your host, Ed Clementi, and we're fortunate again to have a repeat performance here from Quentin Messer, Jr. He is the CEO for the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Welcome back again, Quentin. Happy New Year, my friend. Thanks for affording me the opportunity. Yes, and I know that... Uh, if, if anyone's just been observing you from 10,000 feet, they would know you probably haven't slept for six months, I think, since you started. But I think you're uh, making a lot of traction. And this is, you know, a lot to be said for what you've done. But, you know, what we kind of want to look at today is some of the successes from last year and then maybe what you think might be on the horizon or maybe even places you want to go you know, that you don't know, haven't fleshed it out yet. So let's start out with what you were happy about, what's happened so far since you've been here. Well, you're, you're too kind. Look, uh, I could not be more ecstatic about your tremendous colleagues. I mean, you, um, shout out to to Kyle Gilmore and Odie McKinley, who work incredibly hard to, to make the Michigan opportunity behind the scenes in your work behind the microphone. And I could, I could name check. That's the, that's the great thing. When you have a great set of colleagues, a great team, you can name check just the countless hours of hard work, whether it's our legal team, you know, um, Lisa, Linda Asciutto and Kristen Armstrong and Amy Long and with Josh Hunt and Safety Bowerman and uh, Christine Rader and Kathy Kleckner and Carl Dean. On and on and on. But this has been a team Michigan approach. And I guess I'm proudest about just I've got just great colleagues. It's people. People are people are the stuff of life. That's what makes if we're worthwhile, right? It's are you having fun? And yeah, it's there's been some there've been a lot of sleepless nights, probably the most sleepless nights of my career, actually, but it's worthwhile because I'm enjoying the journey. Um, with my colleagues. And, you know, I'm a huge sports fanatic and I um, spend a lot of time, not as much as I used to, but um, I'm a Big Ten, love uh, the two uh, Michigan schools that compete in the Big Ten, but I still study Nick Saban a lot, um, uh, the, the guy at, at University of Alabama. And you've got... He used the, to be at Michigan State, though. Yes, forget. yes, he used to be at Michigan State, indeed. That He, he became... You know, it's, it's interesting in many respects. Um, it's almost a metaphor in some respects for Michigan's gifts to the world. And we now need to capture more of the positive externalities. I mean, we, Michigan just gives, gives, gives. It gives innovation. It gave the automobile. It gave Motown, it gave Park Davis Pharmaceutical, it gave Stryker and, 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 and the office um, uh, furniture industry and, 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 and you know, SockX and Rocket More. I mean, I could go on and on and on. The great thing, the snowboard, you know, shout out to the folks up north and in the UP. Um, and we now have to 
began to capture some of that inventiveness for ourselves and understand that in, the, in, the, in, the, in this great, that this is titled The Michigan Opportunity. The Michigan Opportunity is to remind people yet again, Michigan is at the epicenter of innovation. The number one dominant conversation you can make the argument in the business world today is about the acceleration of the transition from the internal combustion engine to EV. The fact that, you know, um, the market caps, the relative market caps of automakers, those type of things are dominate the business press. It dominates the popular press. And it's because of Michigan. We wouldn't be having these conversations, but for Michigan. And I think that the opportunity for us is how do we in the 21st century with the rules change show that Michigan can play under the current rule environment, whether we like fully the rules or not, we can adapt, adjust, and win given the rules as the way we are. And I think that's what happened, excuse me, with the bipartisan legislation that was passed. It was passed in a truly bipartisan uh, way. I am not going to name check because you get, but let's just say a lot of positive discussion even for those who did not ultimately support the legislation, came about. That was an educational, informative, and instructive for the future. And if, if people can't listen to the whole thing, I hope they know what happened in December is a beginning, a down payment on a broader effort to make sure that we have the fullest sense of economic mobility, economic development, competitive tools, programming, and ideals to make Michigan the number one four-season cold weather state or province between Mexico and the Arctic Circle. It's a pretty big gap, but okay. I, I appreciate your... Well, we want to win. We want to win. I mean, we compete with, with all the, the Mexican states. We compete with 49 other states and we compete with the Canadian provinces. We should be the number one four season cold weather state or province bar none. We, you know, it's in, oh, go ahead. I was, no, please. I was just going to say, I just heard a podcast the other day talking about how a lot of companies are looking at Mexico now, right. To leave China. Yeah. And there's great opportunity, I think, for Michigan there, getting to your point. And with that landmark legislation, I know you were fortunate to get, to, you know, usually a sort of people that aren't on the same page. A lot of people came on the same page for that legislation because I think everybody realizes how serious the stakes are, too. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And look, I think we have leadership who are integrous. They care about Michiganders whether they represent um, the UP, they represent Detroit, they represent Lansing, they represent Grand Rapids, they represent Muskegon and all points in between. The people who hold themselves up for elected office don't do it for glory or, or fame, but they do it because they care. You know that, you formerly served and thank you for your service. And you saw that in the leadership of our speaker, Jason Wentworth, the Senate Majority Leader, um, Senator Mike Shirky um, and the other representatives 
who brought this legislation, who educated their colleagues, um, it's incredibly important. And they did it. We have to continue. We at MEDC, I particularly, have to continue to remain in dialogue with them, not just them, but their staffs who work incredibly hard and are the true heroes and heroines behind something like this. So I'm incredibly um, gratified just to be a part of the team that continues to work. I mean, getting back to Saban, um, I know he's not satisfied because they got boat raced in that fourth quarter, and he, <laughs> he, he, he acknowledged that. But the one thing that Saban always says, you can't ever be satisfied. You can, you, and, but you've got to find a joy in that journey toward perfection. But you got to walk that fine line. You don't want people at the same point. Bryce Young threw that interception. Bryce Young doesn't have a short lease. Coach Saban, Bryce Young knew I could still throw that next pass. And so I have to inculcate that with my colleagues. We have to make sure that we earn that from the legislators, legislators who are working hard to make sure that um, hardworking Michiganders uh, get the best possible return for tax revenue. And, and you know, and even though you were just, you know, mentioning some of those legislators that played a role, you're sort of geographically covering the whole state, too, because they represent every corner of the state. And I know, for example, quite a few of our de- guests that we've had for the podcast have all said you visited them. Like uh, Marty Fatante up in EUP, he said you, he really likes you. He met you a couple times now. And, you know, I get that from a lot of guests. Lisa Lunsford, we just interviewed her recently, and she said what a treasure it was to meet with you. And, you know, you took time to talk to her. And so I think a lot of it, too, helps that you provide sort of a spark and an energy, as you said early on, that um, – you know, it's it's time we'd start doing this more and realize what assets we do have in the state. And I think that's what you're kind of hinting at. You can pass this legislation because we know we can do it. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, shout out to to Marty. He's a great friend. Um, I, I'm going to reveal a secret. My family nickname is Marty. So Marty, <laughs> Marty had me at Marty because you know, it's good to see uh, a, a Marty. Um, and shout out to uh, a fellow Uper, uh, Jen Nelson, who's back at the MEDC team as our chief operating officer, um, already hit the ground running, doing tremendous work. And what, at least Alonso, one of your guests, you know, a, a role model um, to so many who's really on the precipice of something uh, phenomenal. I could go on and on. I have, like I said, I get my energy from learning and seeing really cool stuff that, I mean, I get to see really cool stuff. I mean, I've gone all over this great state. I, I'm going to be back in the UP um, next month. I'm actually going to the UP in February. And I told and Marty challenged me. He said, uh, it's cool that you came up during the summer, but we don't know if you real, if you come up when it's cold. And so I'm going to be up there for the, um, uh, I think it's the UP 200. I'm going to be up oh, yeah. there. I'm going to have about four or five layers on because um, I've probably <laughs> never ex- experienced anything like that. But part the the, the, the one thing I, I, I want to say is I've, I'm blessed to have tremendous colleagues. And if there's the one thing they ha- my colleagues know far more about this state, in many cases, the intricacies of of the tools and economic development. But what I as 
someone who's been blessed to be in this role can give is accessibility, availability, and energy. So it's not robbery for me to go visit. That's what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to get in people's way. I don't want to take time away, but people need to know they matter, that they're visible to you. And that can't happen if I just sit in this office where I'm talking to you from and Lansing, that's not helping anybody. I got to see you. I got to say that it was worth my time and your time for me to come up. That's why I like to go see people where they are. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. Something came out recently with the Brookings Institute for how we work on place-based you know, policy as economic development. I don't know if you have much of a spin on that and what it meant. I, I didn't see the report, but I know it's pretty critical. No, it's a great thing. But, but before I do that, I, I want to shout out all of the members of uh, the CDC and the Economic Development Leaders for Michigan. Tremendous group of folks. You mentioned a number of them, Marty, um, James and Brian, what a human being. Um, uh, I can't wait to see him in his new Corvette. Um, he, he's pre-ordered one. Um, Maureen Krause, what a dynamo. Uh, and Randy Thalen, talking about somebody that pushes your thinking and forces you to get better every day. Um, and that's what, that's what greatness is, about pushing each other to that next state. So you mentioned about Brooklyn's. The unique advantage of Michigan that I think we undersell because it's hard to have perspective if you've been blessed to be in it all the time is what a remarkable place Michigan is. We just sit back and look at the scenic beauty of the state, the type of lot, the, the type of the, the just diversity of geographies and, and environments. You've got everything from ski jumps up north and in the UP to, to, to beaches in West Michigan to one of the most incredible iconic cities in southeastern Michigan and underrated um, arts and cultural things. And so the Brookings piece really underscores the fact that ultimately particularly as we live through and come through a pandemic and now live in an an endemic, people are much more conscious of place. And so if if you think about transforming um, economic development, reimagining economic development, economic development only matters to the extent that people matter, only to the extent that you are transforming the lives of people. And people don't live just in a theoretical sphere or dimension. They live in a place. So the great downtowns throughout this great state, we at MEDC, shout out to Michelle Wyman and all the folks on her team, um, including the State Historical Preservation Office, um, the the folks who work um, with the arts team here. There's so many people who contribute day and night, off times without getting the fame or glory to making Michigan that place that people say, man, I wish I had discovered this 10, 15 years ago. 
there's so many great testimonies about the power of Michigan. Yeah. Is there anything else to you'd might, even though we've been uh, focusing kind of on the big piece legislation in the Brookings, but is there any other sort of interesting stories or things you thought were successful in your first year and then how you think that might help carry us through? You sort of touched on it. I think, you know, we have a great infrastructure with our older sort of communities, how that's going to be improving. But, you know, does the things like, you know, you kind of touched on almost like digital nomads, why people might want to come here because of the new working situations with hybrid working and things like that. Is, is there something else sort of you want to touch on? Oh, I mean, there's tons else. So you you got to you got to keep inviting me back because I can go on and on. But but let me just highlight really three things. One, I think we we need to continue to give honor and respect to Mark Burton and his team who, and, and, and my colleagues who rolled out 23 small business funds in the height of the pandemic in 2020 and 20, and early 2021, because that allowed us to get back in touch with the customer and began to really have intensive conversations about what's going to be required for Michigan to be competitive. So that should never be forgotten. The second thing is I really think that we got closer to our regional partners. Um, We began to really develop some, uh, that's why I mentioned CDC, the Economic Development Leaders from Michigan, our utility partners, shout out to all our utility partners, um, because we realize that it's going to take a team. You've got to win at the local, the regional, the state utility. You've got to win on all those dimensions. Um, and I think you, you really think about an area like food processing. Um, so having a win like Republic Foods is critically important. Um, I think um, having the, the ribbon cutting for KLA in um, Ann Arbor, a tremendous story of a, of a successful entrepreneur, Rick Wallace, who could have been anywhere in the world, but he went to the University of Michigan, loves University of Michigan, and said, I am now in a place where I can decide where to invest time, treasure, and capital. And I want to be in an ag- arbor. And not because I'm some sort of, uh, I don't run a not-for-profit. He runs a very successful for-profit, publicly traded company. But we, because I know that Michigan can be competitive for us. And I think that's those type of victories are critically important. And they give us momentum for 2022. They give us the proof points to be able to go out in the market and say, we listen to the customer. We're going to be responsive. The political leadership of Lansing can get things done and can get things done big, quickly, and prudently in the interests of all Michiganders. And I, I don't want us to ever forget the Office of Rural Development. I think that was significant development. We have the second most diversified agricultural economy among the U.S. states behind California. That's not insignificant. Technology will continue to change agriculture, precision agriculture. I was just on a uh, in dialogue with Director McDowell. Shout out McDowell. Shout out to him. What a great human being. Tremendous friend who has you know, helped school me and and, t- and taught me so much about the wonderful agricultural sector here. Um, but we have to begin to celebrate the process 
and the journey. The announcements are great, whether they are a ribbon cutting on economic development, or you see a community qualify to be a development ready community, or you see uh, a Main Street um, grant given to some of our small towns. That's important, but we have to celebrate the process that led to that. What are those stepping stones? And going back to the football again, it's you practice the way you play. And the great thing about Michiganders is that integrity, that lunch pail, bring the hard hat. We're just going to go after it every day, leave it. And my colleagues and the whole team Michigan, and it truly is a team Michigan approach. Um, is, it gives me tremendous optimism uh, for the future. Yeah, one other thing too, I think you did recently, or at least uh, the state has done with the governor, is creating that talent position too, and how critical that's probably going to be for something. You know, we've talked about and we've done some things for, but you're going to seem like you're going to put more emphasis on it, correct? Absolutely. Thanks for mentioning it. So uh, there are really two positions that we created at the senior executive, and they're not just entitled. These are um, they happen to be two women, incredibly dynamic leaders. Uh, our chief talent solution and engagement officer, Carrie Embersall Singh. Um, and, and this shows this shows teamwork. She was a senior vital member of Leo. And Director Susan Corbin unselfishly said, hey, I think there's an opportunity for her to come and help you implement one of the strategic focus areas on highways, skill growth. We know companies um, talk about talent. We know that your competitive economic development organizations, state economic development organizations, have that talent component. Hey, you, you, you know, we let's let's continue to figure out ways to partner. Similarly, um, Terry Fitzpatrick came both uh, Terry Fitzpatrick came back to MEDC. She's our chief real estate development um, and engagement officer. She's going to be doing work with our sovereign nations to continue to make sure that the things. That, uh, that they care about are reflected in our work. Uh, shout out to them. We, uh, the, the, the corporate side, MEDC receives the tribal gaming dollars. We need to be relevant for them. And so we need to be respectful of those sovereign nations. Terry's going to help us do that, but she's also going to take us to a new dimension in our site selection, in our overall real estate work, taking advantage of the work that she did in the private sector for so many years. Sites matter. So we need to have and be prepared to compete on sites. They're critically important across a number of different industries from food processing to battery and and EVs to semiconductor to a number to to medical devices. And so um, Terry, uh, Terry's going to help us that. But I'm very excited about what Carrie and Terry are both doing. Yeah. You, you, and, you know, I know you've uh, really put together a good team. The team, you've just, you had a lot of good players here and you just kind of like fine tuned it a little bit. And now it looks like you've got a lot to do. And so we're sort of at the end, but I wanted to know, you're always invited to come back. Thank you. Technically you're my boss, but no. I also think that, um, you might have other success stories you might want to share or you might want to use this platform for other things, but we do appreciate the spark you've given Michigan. I've lived in the state my whole life. And I think that energy and that spark is really helping us 
you know, in tough times. And I think it's actually going to be I'm very confident that we're going to do better in the state, too. But thanks to your leadership and the governors and many other players in the legislature, we do appreciate all of that. Um, Anything else you want to catch up on before we uh, sign off here, sir? Well, I just want to say thank you. I mean, this is important. I think the opportunity to sort of chat to bring the the work that we do, because sometimes it's difficult to envision. So what does economic development really mean? Well, how is it relevant in my life, the life of my friends and neighbors? And, and simply put, this is about dinner tables. It's about making sure that there are more people who are having dinner every day in the state of Michigan. And it's making sure that those who are having dinner in the state of Michigan are able to eat of the fullness of Michigan and that their children, grandchildren, nieces, and nephews and loved ones can realize the economic uh, destinies and journeys right here in this great state. Well, I guess in that case, I will say thanks again to our guest, Quentin Messer Jr., CEO for the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Uh, Let's get it. Let's get it. Indeed. Join us next week as we chat with Dr. Parag Khanna, founder and managing partner of Future Map. He's a global strategy advisor, a world traveler, a best-selling author, and he'll tell us why he thinks Michigan will be the place to be in 2050. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.